Hi, and welcome to My Diary, a safe space where we talk about everything, really. How I'm changing, how the world is changing, how we're changing together. Occasionally talking our shit, but, you know, only in the most angelic and positive way. And I'm so excited that you're here. Today, in this episode, we talk about the importance of journaling, which is kind of meta because this is a journal. So I'm like talking about journaling in my journal. Anyway, uh, my ideal friendship, cringing, always a good one. The value of gossip, everyone's favorite hot topic, Haley and Selena. Groupthink bias, what the word promulgation actually means, things I'm watching, things I'm listening to, manifestation, so much good stuff, so much more. Um, I hope you love this episode. If not, that's totally okay. Send me a DM either way or an email or, I don't know, what, what are those birds that send notes? I forget. Pigeons? Are pigeons the ones that do that? Anyway, yeah, let's get right into it. I'm so happy you're here. Get comfy. I feel like this is a great podcast episode to play if you're at the nail salon. But even if you're on a walk or washing dishes, whatever. I hope you I hope this makes it so much better. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, to start this diary entry, I wanted to read you guys an email I got that literally had my heart break dancing. But before I read the email, I just have to say, I'm just like, I've just been reflecting on this. She sent this email. When did she send this email? February 27th. Today, it's March 5th. And I read this email, I believe the day that it came through, and I felt so moved by the email. And I love this email so much to the point where I'm about to read it. And it's also inspiring something that I want to do because of it. But... All that being said, I still haven't responded because I have the communication skills of a fucking carrot. And this has been a problem of mine for quite some time. And it's really bizarre because like, yes, I am a very effective communicator content wise, but form wise is where I'm kind of shit in the sense that my response times are sometimes inappropriate. But okay. Here's the thing. I really believe that people should respond when they have the bandwidth to respond. And also just having like respect for the fact that people are committed to building their lives. And it's not like, it's just not personal. Um, But I'm not sure because here's the thing. I don't think I am meant to carry so many consistent conversations with this many people at once. I just feel like maybe I'm not used to it. I don't know what it is, but for me, it has been feeling like it's too many relationships to maintain. And it's impossible for me to not spend quality time. So that demands a certain amount of bandwidth from me. But like, if everyone wants to like see each other so consistently it's just like it's impossible 
I've, I've had this thought for a while where like my richest relationships are ones where we work on ourselves and then we come together periodically. Like honestly, like once a quarter and having really quality experiences and like exchanging stories and like creating a beautiful memory and having an opportunity to reflect and like share like more intimate stories and celebrate each other and almost treat it like a mini vacation. And it's like picking up where you left off in the most beautiful way. I feel like that is like a gorgeous way to live. And I understand that that's not ideal for some people. And so naturally I am less compatible with people who disagree with me because there are just needs that can't be met. And I think that's okay. At the same time, I feel like I'm constantly asking myself if my feelings are valid or if I'm actually problematic. But I guess, I don't know, I'm just like learning and growing every day. Anyway, so here's the email that I still haven't responded to, even though it has, like, it's just like one of the best emails I've ever received. It says, um, hang on. Hi, Delara. Uh, I listen to your podcast and I would like to express my appreciation. I feel that you are my missing sister. Ha ha. I am a DACA recipient, but what I really appreciate is your advocacy on behalf of all of us. I've always been the girl who speaks a lot and have been neglected because of my body type. It's quite refreshing to see another soul crossing the same barrier. In other words, I have a fun fact. I joined your discord during the pandemic and became a good friend with another girl. Thank you for inspiring so many people and uniting great souls from Jennifer. And I just like, I remember reading it and I just felt like my whole world lit up. Like I was like, wow, even to just be a source of a friendship for two people is everything. Like that's the whole world. (laughs) And I totally forgot about that Discord. I created a Discord like kind of in the early pandemic and it was like a a wellness fitness challenge that I created and um, it was supposed to be like used for accountability. Uh, Never finished it. That's the Aries in me. Um, (laughs) But it was so, it was cool. Like it was fun. But now that I think about it, First of all, why does it have to be a challenge? It would be so cool to just create a space where um, all of us who are kind of like into the same things and are inspired by the same things and are curious about the same things can like get together and chat and share memes and like quotes and stories and pictures and like outfits of the day and things we're obsessed with. And so I, I'm going to launch um, a Discord tomorrow, and I'm really excited. I just, like, want a space to hang out with you guys, and we can also, like, talk a little bit more about, like, the pod, whatever we want, but just getting that email, I was like, wow, I almost felt like it was a sign. I was like, I like this feeling, so I'm going to kind of follow that feeling, and so, um, yeah, if you're listening to this, be on the lookout. I'll probably like post about it on my Instagram stories. I've really just been like just doing it. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like even this podcast, it's like a completely 
solo production. Like it's just me. And I love that because I just feel like it's a totally um, free and safe space to kind of go anywhere. And getting your guys' feedback means the world to me. The fact that you guys like going there with me is so cool. I've had a diary since I was seven years old. Like I've just always loved um, thinking about my life and how it relates to the world and having something to reflect on. And in many ways, this podcast, these series of recordings is just creating an archive for myself to look back on because I am still super excited and curious to get, to look back on my entries from 10 years ago every time. Like, I don't know if, if that's a universal thing or if that's just something I really like to do, but I really like to do it because I feel like I'm able to... Um, understand the ways and analyze the ways in which I am growing and evolving and changing and I also feel like it gives me a deeper sense of control over how I am growing and evolving and changing which is always good I feel like and I think that maybe there was a time in my life where maybe I felt too much of a sense of control I mean no such thing as too much I really believe that there's like no such thing as mistakes even I have no regrets because every choice I have ever made has led me here and I'm just so grateful for every previous version of myself even though I'm cringing at myself on a weekly basis you guys it's brazy And I'm not mad at it. Like, at first, it feels uncomfy, for sure. But the second I'm cringing, that means I'm growing. And then the second I realize I'm growing, the cringe turns into a ha-ha. And then it's just a ha-ha. And then I get better. And that's always fun. I love expanding. I love um, growing into myself. I love... Uh, getting closer to my higher self, it's the best thing ever. Um, So yeah, super excited about the Discord. Um, What am I going to talk about next? Let me look at my notes app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, friendships. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, (laughs) I wanted to start. Um, okay. So I don't want to start the entry with gossip, but I actually read something recently in Jay Shetty's book on purpose, which is the book I'm reading right now. Um, and it said gossip has value in some situations. It helps society regulate what is acceptable behavior, and we often use it to see if others agree with our judgments about other people's behavior, and we often use it to see if others agree with our judgments about other people's behavior and therefore our values. But there are kinder ways to negotiate these reasons. More often, we use gossip to put others down with which can make us feel superior to them 
slash bolster our status in a group. And I really liked this because I feel like it's always great to take the opportunity to like if someone's ever like to use gossip as a form of talking um, positively about people behind their backs. I feel like it's so important to do that, not to like um, not for benefiting anyone, but kind of setting the tone on a subconscious level that like people are rooting for each other. I feel like that could really help people get out of this um, scarcity mindset that someone else's win means someone else's loss. It almost normalizes. I feel like the more we can speak positively about people behind their backs, the person we're talking to will feel like, oh, wow, like this is something that's normal. And that will maybe ease their anxieties about, you know, are people being critical of me? Because we're not. We all know that we're not. We're all criticizing our own selves. We're all thinking about ourselves like 90 fucking percent of the time. Who the fuck is thinking about other people? Like, I don't know. I, even when I'm on like my For You page or on Instagram, I'm just like, I'm just consistently amazed with the world, the ways in which people are expressing themselves, the ways people are finding, I don't know, um, their way in the world. And I just feel, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, like, was there a time where I would, I don't know. I just, um, I feel like, it's it's important to to just be celebratory and i've taught I've, I've said this in a tiktok before where i'm like the reason why it's so important to not to not talk shit is because when you are talking shit on someone you are subconsciously reinforcing that other people are talking shit about you but if you train yourself to like compliment people in your head even I it's really hard for me to keep it in my head like I really do not hold back when it comes to telling people the ways in which I admire them like why I don't know I I have had people call me weird in many scenarios where they're like why are you like so soft like why like I don't know Sometimes I can just, I just, I, I don't, I'm not scared of being sweet. Like, I don't care if that makes me seem, um, what's the word, naive or like, um, I don't know what the word is, but anyway, I, I think that it's really important to to compliment others out loud or not because additionally you are reinforcing on a subconscious level that other people are rooting for you and that other people um, want to see you win and we need to solve like this insecurity crisis that the world is facing that is being bolstered by social media but like Social media and technology and the internet is so powerful that we can also use it for good. Like, if we want to. Anything in this world, if we want it, we can have it. I want it. 
Got it. That just reminded me of Seven Rings. Um, yeah. So, okay. Selena and Haley, right? I honestly had no idea what was going on even until two days ago. And the way that I understand it, I don't know if there's more to this. I've seen like glimpses here and there is basically that Selena Gomez made a TikTok saying she accidentally over-laminated her eyebrows. And soon after, I don't know how long after, Kylie Jenner posts a story with the words, with the text, this was an accident over her eyebrow. And then I guess the next slide, story, whatever. Isn't it funny? Stories are really... (laughs) Stories are just like our daily PowerPoints. I'm fucking dead. Like we have these pictures and like text to go with the pictures and like images we repost. Oh my God, I'm dead right now. (laughs) We're so cute with our little daily PowerPoints. Oh my God, that just hit me right now. I love that. I'm never going to think of my story as anything again other than a power <laughs> daily powerpoint um anyway what the fuck was i saying um yeah so she posts yeah the the next story is her eyebrows with Haley Bieber's eyebrows and so people are speculating that Kylie and Haley are shading Selena Gomez and um, I have no fucking clue. Like, who knows? Um, I feel like my philosophy is to live in a way where if someone were to talk shit about you, no one would believe them. And I feel like Selena Gomez has kind of embodied that to the public. But, like, let's not act like we know anything about these women or that it's our role or our responsibility to make judgments about who's wrong and who's right and who's loved and who isn't and who should be with Justin. Like, it's just, it's a little, I don't know. Like, are we really, I've seen people just like really emotionally riled up about this and it's like, there's just no reason to make this a thing. And it's just, I don't know. I also feel like if someone has shit to talk, let them talk their shit. Like, but to, I just feel like if we can avoid pitting women against each other, there's just more productive things to talk about. But then again, but then again, wait a second, wait a moment. I'm thinking about it. And actually like the the social impact of this will be that being mean is not hot and being mean is not cool because it appears that, I don't know, at least from like a peripheral standpoint, because I'm really not invested in this and I don't know like the details. I did see some stuff about Hailey Bieber, like, um, I guess like stalking Justin Bieber, but I, I feel like people twist stuff and I haven't seen any receipts or anything like that um but it's interesting how like the story is now building different storylines and like I don't know it's just like creating this whole uh it's 
I just don't like the concept of dissecting people's personal lives like this. Like, it's so exploitative. It's so unproductive. And, oh, wait. Okay, here's the reason why it might be productive is because the, like, net impact of this story is that being mean isn't cool because of the fact that it seems like, like, under the premise that Selena Gomez seems to be, like, the winner of this battle um and people are very much like even from like a marketing perspective like people are using it I've I've seen like all over the internet um to promote their own things like this whole like team Selena team I haven't yeah anyway um but yeah there's just like so much we don't know and I just feel like this also goes for making assumptions about the people in our lives. Like, you guys, it's a waste of time. Like, I have friends who want to hypothesize how their ex feels or how someone who wronged them feels. And my answer is always, why does it matter? Like, how does it change your reality? And the other thing I really reject is the idea of it, like, being trendy to hate on a person, except Andrew Tate, because <clears throat> he's like actually an objectively and openly problematic. But like, I even think back to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial where like, Amber Heard was being villainized to a point where I just didn't see murderers be, <coughs> why is my, I need a sip of water, but my bottle's empty, hang on, there's a little sip. Excuse me. <clears throat> I think that's better. She was being hated on more than like murderers and serial killers and rapists. It was really fucking scary. I And I feel like there are a lot of misogynists who were taking this as their, I don't know, hall pass to just go crazy on hating on this woman and so again yes maybe there is the benefit of okay hating isn't cool but I feel like we've been knew that like since when has it been cool to hate I want to say fucking 2000 I don't know I feel like 2011 max was the last year it was cool to hate max 2011 Right? I would say. Because when I was in high school, it was like just, it, it, there were no like bullies. Yeah. So, yeah, the last time I w remember getting bullied was middle school. So that was like 2007, 2008. But it still wasn't cool. It was just kind of unfortunate. I think there was a time like, maybe in the early 2000s, Mean Girls maybe, where it was cool to hate. Definitely like in the 90s, people were like being a bully like made you cool and that's crazy to me. But now it's like the opposite. Um, I feel like now being like woke is the cool thing. I'm, I would be really curious to like visit a high school and see like what, I don't know. I just want to, observe it from a sociological standpoint 
be like, hmm, what are the trends here? What's in? What's out? Um, but yeah, seeing Amber Heard demonized like that was sh- jarring. And I think that it's just an example of groupthink. Um, and there's plenty of studies that show that a cognitive bias occurs, um, which encourages people to desire harmony or conformity within a group. And in many cases, people will set aside their own personal beliefs to adopt the opinion of the rest of a group. That's the definition of groupthink bias. And I think it's so important for us to resist the concept of groupthink because Listen, people have their reasons. It, it is what it is. It doesn't like make you a bad person, but it does make you um, I don't know. It's like the lazier option. So like it just kind of depends what you want. But I just hate the idea of doing things because like everyone else is doing it. And I feel like there are so many things in this life where it's like if we were to just think about what could be the most efficient solution, I don't know. Like why? Like I've talked about the education system before and it's like why do we do all of the all of these things just because like we've done it for a long time when we have the data well i do really believe that as much as people want to talk shit on ai and like how it's going to take over jobs which we know it's it's also going to create jobs like it'll all be fine at least that's what i think are there risks sure there's risks in every like i don't know world shifting technology like there were probably risks embedded in the invention and promulgation of the computer is promulgation the right word hang on let me look that up one sec define promulgation am i even pronouncing that right promulgation wait what the process of spreading beliefs or ideas among a lot of people he defended the promulgation of alternative viewpoints what did I say the promulgation of technology Mm, it's not the spreading of beliefs or ideas I thought it was just like the distribution of like the mass distribution of but I just learned something new that's wonderful um anyway I was just thinking about how it's literally a matter of time before all curriculum is going to be personalized for each student which is a beautiful thing like we will have the technology and the algorithms that will give each student a lesson plan that is like created for their style of learning and additionally because of technology like chat gpt which serves as a tutor 
and it will only continue to get, to get more advanced, like every kid, regardless of their socioeconomic background, will have access to that same tutor, like the same genius tutor. That's going to be so powerful. That's going to be world changing. And so I don't know. I am an optimist and um, I just prefer to I just, it's not even like a belief thing. It's just like there's always different things you can believe. We don't know what the future holds, but at least from a manifestation point of view, if I focus on the good, then usually um, good things happen. But anyway, um, yeah, there's just no reason to like villainize people or assume when we don't know the story and we don't know the people it's just so bizarre um should we like weave in a life update just like what's been going on because it's been two weeks right since the last entry um i watched the movie a star is born for the first time no, not for the first time. For the first time in five years. And it came out in 2018, which is crazy. And I watched it again, and I was, like, crying the whole time. That is truly one of the best movies ever. And Lady Gaga, like, I've been a fan of Lady Gaga for... Since I was, like, 16. Oh, my God. Stan. Stan. Like, I waited, like, nine hours in line at the Staples Center to see her on her birthday show. She's an Aries as well. I tweeted today, I've never met an Aries woman that I didn't love. And I mean that. I've never met an Aries woman I didn't love. I met an amazing Aries woman at this um, birthday party that I went to this weekend. Um, and I was supposed to go with a couple of my friends. And... <laughs> I ended up going by myself, which I was fine with. But I went right after this um, art show. And so I was like a little bit early, not that early. But like when I walked in, like everyone was kind of like bored and on their phones. There was also a bowling alley, which was cool. Um, I was literally, I don't know what came over me. I was just like talking to everyone even though I didn't know who anyone was and I'm like like why are we all so like quiet like <laughs> like let's turn the music up like let's dance and I think everyone was just warming up but like I was on one like I was ready to fucking go anyway there was a bowling alley and there was um a cute guy like uh who was kind of overseeing the two lanes this was at the Roosevelt in Hollywood and you guys I was bowling strikes actually I earlier I want to say like six months ago I went on a bowling date and I like I just came out bowling strikes and he was you should have seen his face <laughs> He was like, what the fuck? I was a superstar. And then like over time, I got a little bit worse. 
And the same thing happened at this birthday party. I was bowling strikes. Well, no, not strikes, but like almost strikes. And then I was hitting spares too. Um, And so I was just having fun by myself. I didn't give a fuck. And then like over time, people, I saw like a couple of my friends and we were so excited to see each other. We hadn't seen each other for a while. I love when that happens. And then, oh, this is the reason why I bring this up. I met an amazing Aries woman and um, she is just fucking vibes. Like I loved her and it just reconfirmed my um, belief that all Aries women are the shit. I've never met one I didn't love. Um, Anyway, yeah, so I watched A Star is Born. I felt so moved. It also definitely like inspired me with um, my music stuff, which I have been really excited about, really inspired. Um, And yeah, I've been writing a lot. It's been a beautiful, it's been so beautiful to just like return to this part of myself that I had not spent time with in a long time. And I really just love the version of myself that's more creative. I actually feel like that is my true self and I don't know, but my true self is always evolving. So what even is my true self? Every day I'm a different and a brand new bitch. So I actually do not like assigning any identity and I'm changing you guys like every single day. It's so crazy. It's so beautiful. It's so great. I love it. Um, And I love, and I think it really has to do with, and maybe like, a piece of advice for you guys is to try to extract as many lessons out of as many situations as you can because they're there. They're actually the best lessons in the world are the ones that are like embedded into the stories of your life, which is also why I think it's so important to journal, um, which we talked about. But yeah, which is also why I experienced that like consistent cringe. It's just because I'm growing so much and I'm just so grateful for that. It's, it's all I could ask for. And I think all I came here to do is to expand, um, in a way that, you know, emits as much light and love as possible. Truly. Um, I started watching white Lotus and I watched the first season of White Lotus and I didn't love it so much because I felt like it was, I don't know, I just felt like it was, I was getting kind of blue balled. Like I, I guess I, I realized that it's a satire, but, um, I didn't feel so compelled, but you know what I think it is, you guys, it's so shallow of me. It's so bad. It's so bad, but (laughs) See, I just really feel like um, in order for me to be into a show, like I have to be attracted to one of the um, one of the characters or at least like inspired by. And there wasn't anyone I was inspired by or attracted to in season one of White Lotus. But in season two, I there there are people I am inspired by and attracted to and there and it's just like a really great storyline Aubrey Plaza is so so dope she's so great um I fucking love Jennifer Coolidge and yeah it's a I think I'm on episode two and I've been loving it and I realize I'm so late 
and I really wish I was just talking about it with my friend earlier how I wish um, I could just binge all of it but I just feel like there aren't enough hours in the day and I would just feel I just pers- I just would feel guilty I think there have been I mean there's definitely been times in my life where I have binged shows but right now I think just because like my dreams are so big like it just couldn't make sense to me to binge the entire season in one go but what if I'm inspired by it what it could be productive I think I'm just going to take it one episode at a time and see but I'm really enjoying it I've I fuck with White Lotus season two. Um, I've also been listening to Ray's album. What is it called? My 21st Century Blues. <gasps> no misses on that entire album. Like, and it's funny because I actually think a friend of mine recommended it to me around the time it came out. And for some reason, I guess I just didn't like really listen to it. Um, or I just like listened to the wrong songs or I don't know what it was. Or maybe I just evolved. I don't know what, but like I am so gagged. Like that is such an incredible album and I'm a stan now. I think she is so incredibly talented and I saw she's performing in LA um, like next week and I went to go um, get a ticket She's playing at the Troubadour, and her tickets are like $500. I'm like, you better go off, Ray. You better drive up those ticket prices. You are that girl. I love that for her. Yeah. I highly recommend listening to her album. I've been listening to a lot of great music, and I've been... Now that I've kind of like allowed myself to enter into like the artist version of me, I have really immersed myself and allowed myself to immerse into material in a way that I just like wasn't before. And it feels so good and it feels so right. And I feel so, I don't know. Yeah, like I said earlier, I guess just like closer to my true self. And it also just feels really good, like drawing on all of my life experiences and the way that I see the world through a different medium and it's funny because in my life like every kind of I wouldn't say project I mean it's been kind of like programs because it's been mostly like educational in some ways but not all because I would say like even like this TikTok thing was its own journey hmm and I guess that I didn't get a syllabus for that but what I was thinking earlier was just that like in my life like usually every challenge I took on was like I got like a syllabus I got like a game plan I knew if I did this this and this I would get that it was like a formula and granted like the strategies I had to employ were they had you know my own and that's just how I prefer to do it and I and that's just how it had to be done but with the endeavor of music or just anything really creative And I'm actually so grateful that I have um, the experience of content creation um, to serve as part of like my foundation before or as I emerge into this new version of myself 
is it's just that music like pursuing music in my mind and the way that I want to do it like especially the way that I'm doing it when I'm doing it how I'm doing it it's like it's never been done there's no plan there's no like there's no one to tell me what to do I kind of just have to figure this out and there's something so challenging about that, but so cool. Like, I, if I'm going to have a challenge in my life, I want it to be a challenge that I'm excited about. And the cool fucking part is I can also take on other challenges at the same time. And it's just, I was thinking about it earlier. I was just like, how beautiful is it that I get to pursue this dream? Like, regardless of what happens truly regardless of what happens I get to know that I at some point in my life like I get to be a musician and that just makes my heart feel like it glows I mean that was in my heart my mom told me I could sing before I could talk like it has been such a part of who I am for so long and I'm not mad at myself for neglecting that part of myself for as long as I did because I had to and because every experience I've ever had I had to have to get me to this point now and I love this point I love this point so much it's such a beautiful point and and I'm just loving, I'm just loving the journey. I'm, I'm loving, I love the challenge that comes with it. And the other thing I realized when I was thinking about is I also, and I don't, not that I've necessarily gotten the feedback of, like, that should give me the impression that I'm being underestimated, but I really do love the idea of being underestimated and then, like, surprising not just like the world, but surprising myself. And I feel like a lot of my educational journey has been that, um, especially just like given the context that I, as an undocumented immigrant, went from a community college to Cal State Long Beach to getting waitlisted at UCLA Law, which was my top choice. I only wanted UCLA Law. And I was so determined. And I love that version of myself when she's so determined. You guys, I did not want to take no for an answer. And I didn't. I submitted two letters of continued interest. I set up a tour. I literally sat down in front of their admissions team and I was like, why don't you want me? I have the numbers. Like, it doesn't make sense. What could I do? Like, how could I be better? And they're like, you're right. Like, I don't know what to tell. Like, we just, what up? Like, just beating around the bush, whatever. I think really it was God just trying to see how much I wanted it, I guess. I think the universe really loves when I take inspired action. And I got in with no scholarship money. And I definitely could not afford law school, but I was like, I'm going to make it work. I felt so confident in myself. I, I knew, I knew what my purpose was. I knew that I was, I knew I was going to be fine. And within a month, bro, within a month, a brand new fellowship was created for 
people who had my undocumented status of, I believe it was AB 140. I believe that's what it was. And I got that fellowship three years in a row. Um, and that paid for the majority of my tuition. And I just, it's crazy how the universe rewards me when I take risks or acts of courage that align with my true self. And so right now that's what I'm doing. I think pursuing any creative and like goal feels like a risk. I think society has kind of created that narrative. I actually think it's a risk to not. If that's what your heart wants, I feel like it's the cause of a lot of pain to repress that. And I'm actually really excited because it's probably like maybe pain that I don't even realize that I'm experiencing from not expressing this part of myself that is so integral to like who I am. Because I think there's a lot of satisfaction that comes from like sharing your true self and being seen for it. And I'm really excited to get to know that future version of myself, like who has had that experience. So I'm really excited about this. I feel like it's been my first week of school because I I feel like it really sunk in for me last week. Um, And I feel really good. I feel really excited. I feel really happy. Um, And I also feel really excited about everything else that I'm doing but I'm so happy that music gets to be a part of it. And it just feels it just f- feels fulfilling to be on the journey, truly. Speaking, well, I also really believe that like anything that I desire, like there are no limits, truly. And I get so many confirmations, like with different things that I manifest. They're so specific, you guys. And for the girlies that get it, like, it's so great to share that. And I'd actually, like, love to talk about manifestation on the Discord. Um, Because it's so great to, like, share stories. Because when you hear other people's stories, it um, it's inspiring. It's exciting. And, like, because you know you've had a similar experience, like you know, like, it's, like, not surprising, but surprising at the same time, but, like, I talked about it on my Instagram story the other day, I was, like, I I wrote down that I wanted a phone, I was gonna go buy it, and then within a week, email, I mean email, Apple emailed me, um, inviting me to a creator event, and they sent me two brand new iPhone 14s, Pro's, with AirPod, well, they gave me the AirPod Pros at the event, um, and they just, I was just like, now I have three phones, like, this is crazy, and it was, I just love, like, sometimes when instant manifestation happens like that, it means that um, you have cleared some blocks that were preventing you from receiving it, and that feels so good, loves that, 
Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's so important to, when it comes to manifestation, just lean into gratitude. That's really the key. And whatever you're going through, which might seem like a bad situation on the surface, if you can remind yourself, because you, it has been proven to be true, that everything is working out in your favor, you will be better off. Your, your reality will reflect that. I'm, I'm telling you guys, like truly, it's changed my life. So all I can do is share from, from my perspective, but it's really like a beautiful relationship to have with the universe, a co-creating relationship. And that's why, like, yes, so much of my brand, my brand <laughs> is confidence, self-awareness, um, authenticity, like embracing who you are and play and curiosity and, you know, all of these things. But really, like, what it boils down to is just, like, It's truly the commitment you make to yourself and the commitment you make to your higher self. And your higher self is the universe, is source, is God. It's all the same thing. And in order to get closer to that feeling, you have to, you have to trust yourself. You have to show up for yourself. Yeah, so much of confidence is just showing up for yourself. And so I really noticed the times in my life where I feel the most resistance, the most friction, is when I'm not showing up for myself. And the time I feel the most ease, the most blessings, the most abundance in the most magical ways is when I show up for myself, when I keep promises to myself. And the best way to keep promises to yourself are to make promises you're excited to keep. That's a bar. And so I'm I'm really excited to keep these promises that I'm making to myself and to create more and to like, yeah, be open to creating more promises to myself that I'm excited to keep. Because the more I do it, the more just like blessings on blessings. Um, yeah. So make sure you're journaling. Make sure you're staying grateful. Make sure you're not talking shit. Make sure you're not, make sure you're, like not cringing or like having the time of cringe be really short between the cringe and the laughter and also just know that everything happens for a reason truly truly 
Um, okay, I think that's all I have for you guys today. It's been real. It's been fun. Is there anything else I could... I don't know. I'll save some... Actually, there's a lot. There's a lot I could talk about. But I want to save... I want to save some stuff. Let's spread it out. And also, I feel like what we talk about on the Discord will inspire more and we can talk about everything there so um if you've enjoyed this podcast I love you let me just say that because I know sometimes I don't know I don't know sometimes if you have enjoyed this podcast I love you very much um if you want to be a sweetheart and show me you love me and give me a virtual hug please rate uh, my podcast five stars that would mean the world to me um, I checked the demographics of my podcast and it's like 90% girl did I already talk about this if I did I'm sorry but it's like 90% girls and I love that it's like we're at the nail salon together ah Oh my God, I would, if you guys listen to this while you're at the nail salon, that would just like make me happy. I feel like the nail salon is such a sacred, feminine, beautiful, safe space. Just any environment where it's all women. I fucking love us. I'm so grateful I was born a woman. My God. My God. Right? I don't care. I don't care. If all the odds are stacked against me, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful to be a woman. Anyway, okay. Hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, night, whenever you're listening to this. I adore you. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for rocking with me. And for all of your beautiful messages and your support. And when you guys hype me up in my IG comments, I read them. I love them. I love you. Sometimes I lurk your pages. I'm like, fuck, I love these. Like, why are all of my followers so hot? It's so crazy. Okay, bye.